Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Content warning. This episode contains a description of a suicide. Log of the Demeter, 1st August. Two days of fog and not a sail sighted. Had hoped, when in the English Channel, to be able to signal for help or get in somewhere not having power to work sails, have to run before wind. Dare not lower, as could not raise them again. We seem to be drifting to some terrible doom. Mate now more demoralized than either of men. His stronger nature seems to have worked inwardly against himself. Men are beyond fear, working stolidly and patiently with minds made up to worst. They are Russian. He, Romanian. Mina Murray's journal, 1st of August. I came up here an hour ago with Lucy and we had a most interesting talk with my old friend and the two others who always come and join him. He is evidently the Sir Oracle of them, and I should think must have been in his time a most dictatorial person. He will not admit anything and down-faces everybody. If he can't out-argue them, he bullies them and then takes their silence for agreement with his views. Lucy was looking sweetly pretty in her white lawn frock. She has got a beautiful colour since she has been here. I noticed that the old men did not lose any time in coming up and sitting near her when we sat down. She is so sweet with old people. I think they all fell in love with her on the spot. Even my old man succumbed and did not contradict her, but gave me double share instead. I got him on the subject of the legends, and he went off at once into a sort of sermon. I must try to remember it and put it down. It be all fool talk, lock, stock and barrel. That's what it be and not else. These bands and wharfs and boo ghosts and bar guests and boggles and all anent them is only fit to set bands and dizzy women a-beldering. They be not but air bubbles. They and all grims and signs and warnings be all invented by parsons and illsome boot bodies and railway touters to scare and scunner halflings. 
and to get folks to do something that they don't know they're inclined to. Makes me ireful to think of them. Why, it's them that, not content with printing lies on paper and preaching them out of pulpits, does want to be cutting them on the tombstones. Look here all round you, what art you will. All them stones holding up their heads as well they can out of their pride is a cant. Simply tumbling down with the weight of the lies wrote on them. Here lies the body. Or sacred to the memory wrote on all of them. And yet in nigh half of them there beat no bodies at all. And the memories of them beat care of princess snuff about, much less sacred. Lies, all of them. Nothing but lies of one kind or another. Oh my God, but it'll be a queer scourgement at the day of judgment when they come tumbling up in their death sacks, all juked together and trying to drag their tombstones with them to prove how good they was. Some of them trembling and dithering with their hands that dozened and slippy from lying in the sea that they can't even keep their grip of them. I could see from the old fellow's self-satisfied air and the way in which he looked round for the approval of his cronies that he was showing off, so I put in a word to keep him going. Oh, Mr Swales, you can't be serious. Surely these tombstones are not all wrong. Goblins, there may be a poorish few not wrong, saving when they make out the people too good, for there be folk that do think a bombo be like the sea. If only it be their own. The whole thing be only lies. Now look you here. You come here a stranger and you see this Kirkgarth. I nodded, for I thought it better to assent, though I did not quite understand his dialect. I knew it had something to do with the church. He went on. And you can say that all these stones be a bone folk that be happed here, snod and snog. I assented again. Then that be just where the lie comes in. Why, there be scores of these laybeds that be Toomer's old Dunn's tobacco box on Friday night. He nudged one of his companions, and they all laughed. <laughs> and my God, how could they be otherwise? Look at that one. The after sabaf the beer bank. Read it. I went over and read. Edward Spensley, Master Mariner, murdered by pirates off the coast of Andres, April 1854, at 30. When I came back, Mr. Swales went on. Who brought him home? I wondered, it happened me here, huh? murdered off the coast of Andres, and you consented his body lay under? Well, I could name you a dozen whose bones lie in the Greenland seas above. He pointed northwards. Or where the currents may have drifted them. There be the stones around ye. You can, with your young eyes, read the small print of the lies from here. This Braithwaite Lowry, I knew his father, lost in the lively off Greenland in 20. Or Andrew Woodhouse, drowned in the same seas in 1777. Or John Paxton drowned off Cape Farewell a year later. Or old John Rawlings, whose grandfather sailed with me, drowned in the Gulf of Finland in 50. Do you think that all these men will have to make a rush to Whitby when the trumpet sounds? I have my anthems about it. 
I tell you that when they got here, they'd be jumbling and jostling one another that way that it'd be like a fight up on the ice in the old days, when we'd be at one another from daylight to dark and trying to tie up our cuts by the light of the Aurora Borealis. <laughs> this was evidently local pleasantry, for the old man cackled over it and his cronies joined in with gusto. <laughs> but, I said, surely you are not quite correct for you start on the assumption that all the poor people, or their spirits, will have to take their tombstones with them on the Day of Judgment. Do you think that will be really necessary? Well, what else be the tombstones for? Answer me that, miss. To please their relatives, I suppose. To please their relatives, you suppose? <laughs> this he said with intense scorn. How will it pleasure their relatives to know that lies is wrote over them? and that everybody in the place knows that they be lies. He pointed to a stone at our feet, which had been laid down as a slab on which the seat was rested, close to the edge of the cliff. Read the lies on that trough stone. The letters were upside down to me from where I sat, but Lucy was more opposite to them, so she leant over and read, Sacred to the memory of George Cannon, who died in the hope of a glorious resurrection on July 29th, 1873, falling from the rocks at Kettleness. This tomb was erected by his sorrowing mother to her dearly beloved son. He was the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Really, Mr. Swales, I don't see anything very funny in that. She spoke her comment very gravely and somewhat severely. You don't see aught funny? <laughs> Well, but that's because you don't gone the sorrowing mother was a hellcat that hated him because he was a crooked, a regular lamina he was. And he hated her, so that he committed suicide in order that she mightn't get an insurance she put on his life. He blew nigh the top of his head off with an old musket that they had for scaring the crows with. Twent for crows then, for it brought the clegs and the dumps to him. That's the way he fell off the rocks. And as to hopes of a glorious resurrection, I've often heard him say myself that he hoped he'd go to hell, for his mother was so pious that she'd be sure to go to heaven, and he didn't want to addle where she was. Now isn't that stone at any rate? He hammered it with his stick as he spoke. A pack of lies! And won't it make Gabriel cackle when Geordie comes patting up the grease with the tombstone balanced on his hump and asked it to be took as evidence? I did not know what to say, but Lucy turned the conversation, as she said, rising up. But why did you tell us of this? It is my favourite seat, and I cannot leave it, and now I find I must go on sitting over the grave of a suicide. That won't harm ye, my pretty. But it may make poor Geordie gladsome to have so trim a lass sitting on his lap. That won't hurt ye. Well, I've sat here off and on for nigh twenty years past and hasn't done me no harm. Don't you fash about them as lies under ye. Well, that doesn't lie there either. <laughs> It'll be time for ye to be getting scared when you see the tombstones all run away with and the place is bare as a stubble field. Well, there's the clock, and I must be going. My service to you, ladies. And off he hobbled. 
Lucy and I sat a while, and it was all so beautiful before us that we took hands as we sat, and she told me all over again about Arthur and their coming marriage. That made me just a little heartsick, for I haven't heard from Jonathan for a whole month. The same day, I came up here alone, for I am very sad. There was no letter for me. I hope there cannot be anything the matter with Jonathan. The clock has just struck nine. I see the lights scattered all over the town, sometimes in rows where the streets are and sometimes singly. They run right up the Esk and die away in the curve of the valley. To my left, the view is cut off by a black line of roof of the old house next the abbey. The sheep and lambs are bleating in the fields away behind me, and there is a clatter of a donkey's hooves up the paved road below. The band on the pier is playing a harsh waltz in good time, and further along the quay there is a Salvation Army meeting in a back street. Neither of the bands hears the other, but up here I hear and see them both. I wonder where Jonathan is and if he is thinking of me. I wish he were here. This episode featured Alistair Stewart as the captain of the Demeter, Isabel Aramako Young as Mina Murray, Beth Eyre as Lucy Westenra, and Graham Rowett as Mr. Swales. Directed by Hannah Wright. Dialogue editing by Stephen Andrasano. Sound design by Tal Manier, produced by Ella Watts and Pacific S. Obadiah, with executive producers Stephen Andrasano, Tal Manier, and Hannah Wright. A Bloody FM production. <laughs>